You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Gabriel Morenzi, sitting alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. We've got a stacked up program this afternoon right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dave Malinsky will join us straight from the Strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. You can read his column on a daily basis on the front page of sportsbookreview.com. Big man on campus throws it down with us. He's been killing it all year long on the College of Basketball Hardwood. We've got Notre Dame and Pittsburgh in action as we speak. Boston College uh, wins and covers. Game goes over uh, the number. Notre Dame uh, right now. Notre Dame were 17-point favorites. Uh, In-game is 16-and-a-half. They're only winning by 10. I know. I don't have a good feeling about this. Gabe, I, I have a bad feeling. It's like Notre Dame, what's their, you know, they're up by 10, so they're, they're winning comfortably. Thing is with Notre Dame, you guys are on the freaking bubble. All right, and Pitt are a terrible team. The worst. You need to win this game by like twenty-two. You know, yeah. to, to me, like if you don't cover the point spread, that's not a win. I agree. Like if I was like if I was on the committee camp, you, know, you got to look at this. Did they cover the point spread? Did they meet expectations? They should be, be beat Pitt by yeah. I was thinking anywhere between twenty-two and twenty-six points, but right now yeah, they're up eleven. It's going to be. Let's hope they can get to the number. We bought in at seventeen, man. We we need a little bit of run with uh, twelve minutes to go. Welcome to the Melrose Place saunas. <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's hot. hot. It's really hot in here. Yeah, it's very hot. A little, little hot here. <laughs> little, little, these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> Uh, we've got a game going off the board right now that we actually like. And uh, we've got uh, Florida A&M and Howard. The Rattlers? Yeah, Florida A&M and, uh, and Howard. We talk about everything, and we talk about every team uh, on this uh, program. We're digging deep on this one. Totals 142, 143, depending on, uh, depending on your book. Uh, I like the over in this uh, basketball game. I think there should be some points here. Howard and Florida A&M, no defense. Howard and uh, Florida A&M. I like, the, I like the Rattlers. When I was down there, I like their T-shirt. It's that big uh, diamond bat. He looks mean. The Rattlers are a very mean logo. It's funny you say that. Angry snake. Speaking of the Diamondbacks, they're up 3 nothing right now on the Angels. Well, I wish we had the Diamondbacks. Cleveland Indians are leading the Cincinnati Reds at 3-2, and I just saw a story about Pete Rose uh, on uh, Twitter. Uh, of course, uh, you know my connections to the Montreal Expos. Correct. And the organization. Um, well, you know the Expos uh, return is imminent. It's going to be um, it's going to be after the collective bargaining agreement is up. I believe after 2020, 2020 uh, Major League Baseball, they're going to expand. They're going to bring in two new teams. It's not a done deal, but Montreal is one of the teams. As long as Montreal doesn't screw it up, and we should know Montreal <laughs> they can screw it up. Yes, Montreal <laughs> has screwed this up before. They they were on the verge of building a beautiful stadium downtown. They sold bricks with your name in it. Ooh, Cam, they actually like did the old like shovel in the dirt and stuff. New outdoor stadium. I lived right across the street from the lot. Like I was out looking out my window, thinking, "Wow, they're building a they're, the expo is going to play right outside my window." And we all know what happened. It was right across the street from the Bell Center where the Montreal Canadiens uh, played. Made too much sense. They screwed it up. And, uh, and the rest uh, is history. But nevertheless, um, there's a lot of Expo fans and uh, Expo's uh, Fest. 
Uh, there's uh, dudes in Montreal that keep the Expos brand alive. They have dinners and functions and uh, a lot of work for charity. That's cool. And uh, they have a big dinner coming up in a couple of weeks in Montreal. Like Vladimir Guerrero is going to be there. Like, you know, all the former big time uh, star Expos. So um, uh, Pete Rose, uh, Pete Rose uh, found out um, that they were a little, a little light. A couple of guys um, had to uh, step down, couldn't make it. So Pete Rose in Vegas, not going to Montreal. Uh, but Pete Rose actually contacted the Expos Fest guys, and he said, hey, I heard a couple of guys dropped out. Uh, I'm going to send you 100 baseballs. So Pete Rose is sending them 100 baseballs uh, for free. For free? Autographed baseballs. Nice. Because people don't realize, Pete Rose, Montreal Expo. Now, Pete Rose got his 4,000th hit as a member of the Montreal Expos. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 Pete, yeah, yeah Pete, Pete Rose. I like the fact that, because you know he signs for big money, the fact that he's giving 100 free balls tells you how much he likes the situation. Because yeah, I'll tell yeah, you, Pete yeah. does a lot of things for money. Yeah, he, he doesn't does. do many things for free. i got to be honest, I saw Pete, uh, well, I used to see Pete all the time, but I saw him once, and he was signing autographs at uh, Caesar's Palace in a memorabilia shop in Caesar's Palace. Except there was nobody there, Ken. Like, nobody. Tumbleweed. Ghost no, like, town. No, no, like, less than nobody. Like, Pete Rose was sitting there, basically, with his assistant. And there wasn't one customer. There wasn't one person in the store. There wasn't one person that was considering stopping by. <laughs> it was basically, and I saw him. I was in the mall, and I saw him. And I went into Caesar's Palace. I placed some bets and stuff. And I don't know why, but... Uh, you know, I I was partying, whatever day it was. I forget the reason why I was at Caesar's Palace, but I had a couple of drinks already, and it was like two in the afternoon, and I felt bad for Pete Rose. He's al- he's alone. Yeah, so I was like, man, I'm gonna buy something from Pete here. I gotta support Pete Rose. You know, former Montreal Expo <laughs> gambler. How can I not like this guy? So uh, I go up to him. I'm like, hey, Pete, how you doing? I tell him, yeah, man, I'm from Montreal. I did the Expo's post-game show. And he's like, all right, great, uh, great, you know, like, like my time in Montreal. And he tells me, got my 4,000th hit there. Like, <laughs> right away, he went in. He knew right away. So, um, and then I'm like, uh, you know, I was going to get an autographed baseball uh, from him. He wanted 95 I know, I know. That's what I said. I thought he was going for the, the going rate was like 100, 150. <laughs> Nothing's cheap with Pete. And basically, I tried to barter. <laughs> he, he won't go for that. No. So, like, the assistant was there, and I sort of said, no like, bartering. Because I walked away. I was like, all right, Pete, nice to meet you. And I sort of, you know, I was like, I'm not giving him, I don't have 95. I'm not giving him 95 bucks. <laughs> so, his, his assistant was like, oh, are you interested in, you know, buying some memorabilia? And I told the guy, basically, I said, listen. I've got 40 bucks. He said, what do I, I want a baseball. If you give me a baseball for fuck, <laughs> What do I get? <laughs> okay, it's like 220s. It's like, listen, I'll give you 40 bucks if you want. But Pete Rose can't devalue the autograph, Cam. Thing is, though, I mean. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't like, care how good Pete like, Rose is. How much, you, how much would you pay for a Pete Rose autograph? Like, like honestly. $40. I was gonna and say, that was pretty generous because I, I was I, drunk I, and I was feeling I bad. agree. I was going to go half. <laughs> 20 bucks sounds about right. 20 You slap down 20 you get no. an autograph. A Major League Baseball is worth about 12 bucks. <laughs> so his autographs, yeah, yeah, 10, 10. Like yeah. 50. 50 high. You know. Put it this way. I, I guess had no problem. Cheap. I had no problem. I gave uh, I gave Ernie Shavers like sixty bucks. Ooh! But he's an old boxer that got ripped off. It's a good call. You know, Pete Rose is just taking the money so he can go to Mandalay Bay yeah. Sportsbook. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's fleecing people. In I that like booth. I like it, Pete. But I know you know, you're just going to gamble with the yeah. money. And I, I'm a gambler. I want to gamble with the money. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's overcharging. 
But nevertheless, Pete's a good guy sending 100 baseballs. And you know, when I was a kid, actually, I used to go to the Expo games all the time. And I used to see Pete Rose all the time on the, on the Metro. He didn't take, he didn't have a car in Montreal. He just took the transit. Yeah, and I asked him, actually. I was a kid. I was like, hey, Mr. Rose. And uh, I was like, oh, you take, the, uh, you take the, uh, the, the subway into the game. And he's like, uh, yeah, this way I don't get lost. And that's, wow. about, that's why I've always known I've always known that with athletes. They, they like to either be on a train line or within walking distance uh, of the arena or stadium. Your point, the Raptors basically live steps away. They're, they don't leave that area. There's a grocery store, a couple stores, and then the, the stadium. A might of the, they don't, a, they don't a, move. A few of them might live like six condos down. <laughs> yeah, but they're, 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 well, there's they nobody just, out of they, town. They walk an extra block <laughs> or something like that. There's a few, there's a few that... Uh, there's a few that uh, get around. All right, uh, so we got Notre Dame. Ugh, this game is real tight. This is, um, yeah, it's, it's come it's, on, it's forty-two thirty-four. Like these guys got to go bananas down the stretch. It's not going to happen. I'm not feeling it either. Not, the, not a great start to the day. The end game right now is uh, is sixteen and a half. Feels high. It does feel high considering they're only up by eight. We should have some money in this. No name account, Gabe, because I'd probably take the sixteen and a half and try to save my ass. Because Notre Dame's not going to win by seventeen. Okay. Are you Are you feeling it? I, I, I think the hamster's on the wheel there. I'm, I'm looking at you. You're thinking about it. Can they pull away? You're thinking. I'm, I'm praying they pull away. I don't. I don't really think they have the the confidence. You know what's to, crazy? Actually, the sports book is offering me back. I could cash out and just lose eight dollars on. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Come on. I'm trying to be your financial advisor. Man. I know they're up by eight with 11 minutes left. That like means, it's going the other way. They, they were up to, by more early. They have to outscore them by nine in 11 minutes. I don't know if they can. <sighs> the bet's been made. It's hanging around. The bet's been made. It's too, it's too late. Are you on Montana State, North Dakota? No, I didn't, you touch, didn't touch that game. No, I'm not a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. We're, we're degenerates, yes. <laughs> I, I'm not betting on a game like Montana State and North Dakota when I got money on Florida A&M and Howard. Yeah, that's exa- exactly it. Yeah, I got the I, over. I, no one you'd rather bet on Florida A&M and Howard than this damn Notre Dame team who's only up eight right now. So who cares about the game, what conference they're from? Florida, that's the point. Florida A&M off to a hot start, 9 nothing against Ooh. Howard. People, people talk about March Madness starting next week. It starts, next week's for yeah. amateurs. Yeah, that's like New Year's Eve. That's when every... Every amateur goes out and gets drunk, and a bunch of like teenagers are puking on the sidewalk, and you have a bunch of dumb girls in limousines yelling yeah. out the window. Hey, man, I drank green beer. Like <laughs> such idiots. Now. Yeah, that's 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 what Mark Madden. This is actually this really is the smorgasbord, Cam. The smorgasbord, the buffet. Yeah, it really is of college basketball. Because March Madness, once it starts, it only goes downhill. You have a bunch of games Thursday. You have a bunch of games Friday. And then the weekend is cool. Yeah, but yeah, even the weekend they've screwed up. It's you not the same as the first couple days. Remember, it used to just have all the games on at once. Now they stretch it out. Dude. I know they do. They'll have one game at 12, one game at 220, one game at 4, one game at 6. So, you know, one game. Money talks, BS walks. Exactly. The networks didn't pay like $2 billion to have all the games on at once. Exactly. So they want to stretch it out. And remember, it used to generally just be camp. It would start at 12.05, and the last game would be 10.07. No, no. Tip. It was awesome. Now... They'll have a 12.05. There'll be like a bunch of 10.45s. There'll be like an 11. Like they, they want to have, they want to be on essentially from like 12 noon to about 1 in the morning. It used to be 10.07, 10.16. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like a few minutes in between. I, I liked it better that way, but, but now, you know that's not happening. But now, pretty much starting today, 
And then it'll, it'll really start to pick up because today's sort of the opening rounds of some of the bigger turds, like the ACC, etc. You know, starting tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, camp, that's when there's the most basketball. Like, it only goes down as far as the amount of yep. games. You can have all these conferences playing, and it's just rapid fire, one after another. You're right. After the weekend, it gets depressing. Because you know that it's really staggered, that you're begging for a game, then it's over. Then we lose football and NCAA basketball. Uh, now we got real problems. Yeah, there's you got that little bit of a letdown. Yeah, then then things kind of pick Major up. Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball is good. Then I, for me, the Masters, like around yeah, April, yeah, April, got, April, things start to heat up yeah, a little bit. you got the Masters around the corner. That's true. Major League Baseball around the corner. World Cup of Soccer. That's going to be great this year. This year, World Cup Already of in on Portugal, Gabe. Already in with Portuguese Joe. And then, uh, which leads us into uh, the National Football League. We've got some NFL news uh, today. Long-time NFL referee, star, and uh, media whore, Ed Hockley. <laughs> Ed Hockley is uh, retiring, which is very, very good news. Great news. Is uh, he opening up a Gold's Gym? And once again, Donald Trump uh, lives up uh, to one of his campaign promises. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. As uh, first Jeff Triplett retired... Hey, you got to give Triplett credit for going out on his own terms, too. When, when he admitted, I can't keep up with the game, I don't know what I'm doing out there, I respected that, now, even I, though he screwed my team last. So I was very excited to hear that Ed Hockley has stepped down, too. Me, too. Everybody's a goal. I'm going to miss Ed Hockley. I'm going to actually miss him the least. Ed's this, Ed's this. Oh, he's a good guy. Listen, Ed Hockley cost gamblers money. He cost coaches their jobs. He was a terrible referee. The guy spent more time in the gym working on his pipes than he did uh, breaking down game tape and understanding the rules of the National Football League. Love being on camera. Um, the New England Patriots are going to have a ceremony for him. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you all. That's great. Yeah, the Patriots. <laughs> Patriots are going to retire his number and his jersey. Uh, Super Bowls couldn't be won without him uh, exactly. along the way. So I was I was very excited to find out that Ed Hockley is is done. But they dropped. Get this. So Ed Hockley. And the thing is, the NFL, the same old cartel. The same cartel of stooges, flunkies, and cronies. Cronies. Corrente. Morelli. Oh, yeah. Hockley. Vinkovich. Sterator. Sterator. You go down the list of these clowns. They're terrible. And there needs to be a, a cleansing. Like we said, we need to drain the damn swamp. Uh, we need to drain the swamp. So I was all excited. All right, Triplett's gone. Uh, and now Hockley's gone. In typical nepotism uh, fashion, nepotistic fashion, they've announced that Ed Hockley will be replaced by Sean Hockley. Oh, my God. His son. Oh, God. So what? We're, we're going to be exposed to another 30 years of a Hockley screwing us over? Unbelievable. <laughs> it's like Sterator. Sterator's got his kid, too. Oh, yeah, you said he does the basketball. Dude, they do college basketball. Oh, my God. Sterator did the Michigan he game the loves, other day. Loves being a ref. Just uh, loves it. Yeah, it's the same thing in the fouls. He's yeah. always pointing in the yeah. direction. I it's told it. you. It's like, dude, we everyone, get it. Everyone laughed at the index card. I didn't find it that humorous. <laughs> I actually found it annoying and stupid. <laughs> Pete Morelli's an idiot, too. You should retire as well, oh. Moretti. How old's uh, Hockley's kid? Who's Sean? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad. the only thing I can say is I'm glad they put, brought somebody in under, like, 50. That's a good start. You need, you need some younger refs. Yeah, but why does he have to be a Hockley? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a big problem. Oh, yeah, by, by the way, I have Man, an update. The, the, Hockleys, the Hockleys are like, uh, 
It's like the Clintons. You think you get rid of them? You think Hillary's gone, and now you see Chelsea on TV every day. They multiply. Now we got we got Sean. Pitts down three. I t- uh, if I had money in that account, I could have bought out, man. Could have like I could have got all my money back. Yeah, now they don't want to get it. <laughs> no, now no, no, they don't want to give it back. The new, the new. <laughs> it's like window closed. The new. The new points for it's nine and a half. Like it was, yeah. it, it was, it, it was, it was crazy. I said we could have bet on, we could have taken bits. Uh, I don't have any money in this account. I could, we even called it on the air. It's not happening. No money, no money. <sighs> That's just the sigh of frustration right there. I'm with you. We'll tell you tell you some more uh, loser stories too. We got lots of them. God, I hate Notre Dame. <laughs> Stupid leprechauns. <laughs> I can't believe they're up five. It's horrible. Like, no, no, so bad. Yeah, no tournament for you, Notre Dame. Oh yeah, they're not. No, 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 no. This no. is a, this is an embarrassment. It's awful. You're 17 point favorites. What are you guys drunk already? St. Patrick's Day started job. early. Dave Malinsky will join us. We'll talk some college basketball, West Coast Conference Championship tonight. BYU, Gonzaga, big man on campus on the radar, all that and more. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Notre Dame up 10. Ooh, up Ooh, 10. I said 7. Your computer's faster. What's your live line? Oh, no, no. Yeah, Pitt just scored. Yeah. <laughs> 10 and a half? Yeah, 52-45. Notre Dame minus 10 and a half right now. In-game is uh, 129 and a half. Notre Dame laying 17 points in this basketball uh, game. As we mentioned, it's a smorgasbord of college uh, basketball. The ACC tournament uh, has uh, begun, uh, but... Um, doesn't mean we don't have some interesting stuff going on in the National Basketball Association uh, tonight as well, specifically the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets. An incredibly high total, man. Uh, you know, I thought maybe, you know, 230 they would put up on the board, 231, maybe 232, but 236, 236 and a half for the Pelicans and the Clippers. Let's bring in the professor, Dave Malinsky, straight from the Strip of Las Vegas, Nevada. You can read his daily column on the front page of sportsbookreview.com. Dave, it's always a pleasure. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good, Gabe. Just getting all the banners and everything ready for your visit here next week. I, I think the throne is, is all set. Uh, we just want to make sure we do this right. Got a lot of billboards up, got a lot of confetti, a lot of balloons. We want to make sure that Gabe Morency Week 
in Las Vegas is done properly. So I appreciate that, Dave. So when me and Cam uh, get there at the airport of McCarran next week, are we going to see like a limo driver yeah. with like Morenci and Stewart? <laughs> like Morenci? I want that game. I've never had that no, before. I've never had it once in my life. I've never had anyone waiting in an airport for me before. Like, I want I want someone like waiting yeah. with a sign. We're here to pick you up. I might be reduced to like hiring uh, one of the lovely ladies of Las Vegas to you know pretend excitement. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like that's what it's come to. Like I'll have like she'll run up. Oh, like honey, I miss you so much. <laughs> that, that's what it's come to, Dave. But we appreciate it if you you you'd be the one to roll off the red carpet. That's great. We will definitely get that taken care of. But uh, interestingly enough, there are several ladies who are waiting for you to return here. I didn't ask them why. I just know they're eagerly looking forward to it. There's probably that police sergeant I met, Sergeant uh, Jane Smith. Jane Smith. <laughs> but that, but that, but that's a, that's another story. All right, Dave. You know, so much basketball to talk. Let's let's jump in and talk. Uh, since we're talking about Las Vegas tonight, right now, let's keep it in the city of Las Vegas tonight. Over at the Orleans, are you going to be going to the game tonight? Uh, Gonzaga and BYU, the West Coast Conference Championship game. Yeah, there's a temptation, but in this day and age, the TV coverage is so good. But I tell you what else, too. Um, this Pelicans-Clippers game tonight is also such a compelling matchup. I would rather be here where I can watch both yep. than be over at the Orleans where I'd be limited to just that particular game. Though I, I think this BYU Gonzaga is going to chance to be special tonight. This is not the Gonzaga team we've seen the last couple of years. The chemistry is good. They play hard. But they don't have those upper-level guys that they had last year that separated them from the BYUs and the others. In terms of raw talent, this is not that big of a mismatch. You got BYU coming in tonight hot. They know. They know. We win. We're in. We're in. It's as simple as that right now for BYU, and that's the only way they're going to get in, Dave, uh, is with, uh, with the victory like this. Getting nine and a half, are they going to be spent after last night, though? I don't think so. I think it's more a case of adrenaline. You know, since they had the day off before the semifinals, I, I think it really is adrenaline at this point. There's a lot of energy because this is something you couldn't have necessarily thought about a month ago. You know, they knew halfway yep. through their conference schedule, we're probably not going to make the NCAA tournament this year. They Wait, manned up last night, too, Dave. They manned up in the second half last night, too. They could have rolled over when St. Mary's went on those runs, but they dug down deep. You know, it's a confident basketball team right now, and I get the feeling it's a little bit different as well. I mean, St. Mary's, Gonzaga has owned BYU over the last three, four years. But so is St. Mary's, and they stepped up uh, last night, uh, Dave, at the 9.5, very tempting. I'll yeah. tell you guys right now, I like the over of this basketball game. I think the total's going to get there. Do you agree with me on the total? And how do we not ride BYU plus the points? Yeah, because I, I think what helps you on the total is BYU's not going down without a fight. Uh, that means in the final minute, if you're down 8, if you're down 10, situations where you might not foul in the regular season, you're fouling here. You are taking this one to the very end because of what's at stake. And what's great is the totals actually be coming down. They opened at 145. I see as low as 142 now, plenty of 142 and a half. So, you know, ordinarily it's dog and under, favorite and over. For this one, how about dog and over? 
as maybe the most likely spot for it to fall. That's my ding, language. Ding, 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 ding. I think we're both on. I love the dog. That's the my over. language. I, I dog, speak in my language. Dogs and over. Dogs we're and talking overs. college basketball. <laughs> hey, Dave, I uh, loved your article about the teams and the reset button. And let's talk about one of those teams, uh, Cleveland State. Uh, the Vikings score 11-22, and 297 RPI, one of the worst teams going. But these guys are on a heater, and they're getting 10 versus the Wright State Raiders tonight. you got to give Cleveland <laughs> State a lot of credit. This is an unbelievable story. Where were they? 0.001% to actually win the tournament, and these guys are one step away. What a story. Well, keep in mind, and this is something I think a lot of people um, don't perceive properly. When they look at college basketball tournament time, they tend to write off the teams that played the worst down the stretch. But the worse you play down the stretch, the more the tournament means. I mean, look at Pittsburgh against Notre Dame this afternoon. Just a couple of minutes ago, Pittsburgh had it down to a one-possession game. team that had not won a conference game all year. Totally dreadful season. Well, guess what? When you can wipe that slate clean, when you can etch a sketch, your entire regular season, and that reference is probably way too old uh, for the audience. Etch a sketch. I like etch a sketch. Yeah, when you can shake it all loose, that's what helps the Cleveland States. It helps the Pittsburghs because, you know, these kids have been through nothing but drudgery for almost two months, losing every game, knowing you're not very good, nothing to really aim for. And then all of a sudden, here comes Tinkerbell saying, oh, by the way, guys, when you take the court today, the past doesn't count anymore. You're zero and zero, and if you win the rest of your games, you're the national champions. That is such a big boost for the terrible teams because most of the terrible teams have had nothing to play for. Uh, the downside, of course, uh, for Cleveland State, if you saw last night's game against Oakland, uh, I guess they said college basketball back 100 years. <laughs> it, it is almost impossible to have a 44-43 game in the 30-second shot clock era but even that doesn't matter. They take the court tonight, like Brigham Young, with so much that they can gain. You know, Dave, Cincinnati and uh, Wichita State, it was like that. They scored some points in the first half. In the second half, yeah, man, ugly. It, uh, it was like Bricks. watching college basketball in the 80s uh, once again. So, uh, Dave, look at anything else on the college uh, card tonight, catch your eye, any in- interesting game? It's a lot of the lower-tier stuff that generally you're not interested in. The South Carolina States and the Morgan States, BYU-Gonzaga uh, is the big-time uh, game tonight. We do have the Horizon Championship, as Cam alluded to, with Cleveland State and uh, Wright State. I like a couple of dogs, guys, in the smaller uh, competitions that we'll get to a little bit later on. But a uh, big-time program uh, that's on the bubble that needs the win, Syracuse, Dave, laying four points to wake uh, at the Barclays in Brooklyn. I would like to see Syracuse get to the big dance because they could actually be interesting then. You know, what's killed them in the regular season is a lack of depth. You get to the NCAA tournament, depth doesn't matter. You know, you've only got to play two games in a week. You've got uh, TV timeouts that last about an hour and a half. If they can get to the dance, that zone is one of the most effective ones Jim Mayheim has ever coached. But now you're probably in the ACC. Everybody knows that zone. This will be the third look for Wake Forest against it. Uh, teams played two even games regular season each time the home team won. So I can see Wake being in the hunt because they know how to cope with this zone. The problem is I think Syracuse might have to win twice up to make the big dance. They've got a heck of a tough draw because even if they win tonight, they run into North Carolina tomorrow. That's a tough, tough matchup for them. 
Hey, Dave, interesting game. It's going to go into the radar in the big sky, and I, I like the breakdown of this one. Idaho State minus two against Southern Utah. And Take a look at Southern Utah's defense against the three ball is absolutely atrocious. Maybe we have an angle in this game, uh, one and a half or twos out there. I'm thinking uh, the Potato State uh, is worth a shot in big sky country. What do you think, Dave? I like Yeah, uh, here's the, here's like the concern in the, in the Vegas. Yeah, the concern in the Vegas markets is that game opened three and a half. It's down to one and a half. And no one I talk to necessarily understands why. They see some of those same matchup components that you have talked about. So where is that money coming from? We're not hearing anything about any injuries. But where is that money materializing? Guys in Vegas get nervous when there are teams that they usually don't have to put prices up on. And when they put a price up and that price moves big, they get shook up a little bit. I'll tell you another one out there that's got some guys a little bit nervous. The Summit League game between South Dakota and South Dakota State. That total opened 154. It's down to 146 and a half. Wow. So this alerts guys that, wait a minute, we don't know these teams. We thought we put up a good mathematical total. There are people out there sharper than the odds makers on some of these smaller conferences. That are might explain where that money comes from. Are they sharper? Uh, so should are we getting value at one forty six to the over now? I would I would imagine we are. That's the good question because what we talk about a lot of people don't always perceive this in terms of the betting markets. You've got three teams involved in every game, so you've got South Dakota, South Dakota State, but also the betting markets. Now, if Duke's playing North Carolina, the odds makers know Duke. They know North Carolina, but they also know the betting marks and how they perceive Duke and North Carolina because they've been tracking them all year. Most of these odds makers didn't have to price South Dakota, South Dakota State until this tournament. So these are teams they have not had to line all season long. So there's a little bit of a guessing game going on. Uh, at least in terms of the market perception, they guessed wrong. We'll see in terms of the outcome who really was right or wrong. Dave, we've got about five uh, minutes uh, left here. Let's get into the National Basketball Association. You mentioned a uh, fun game tonight with the Clippers and the Pelicans. We also have the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. You wrote uh, extensively today about the Pelicans over at sportsbookreview.com in your daily column, Vegas Point Blank. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners what you wrote about this Pelican team right now that uh, really, really uh, having fun on the court and uh, coming together without DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, it's, a lot of people have not wanted to buy into what New Orleans has done because you know they played 62 games now. They've only outscored the opposition by 21 points in regulation, yet they're 10 games over 500. And you're not supposed to be 10 games over 500 if your advantage is only 21 points, but they go 7-2 in overtime. And sometimes you want to think, okay, they're a little lucky, that's a little random, uh, the balls bounce their way in the close games. But when we start to break down... These Anthony Davis-Drew Holiday numbers, when they're on the court together in the fourth quarter or in overtime, the numbers are staggering. Now, most times when I quote numbers, it's going to be net points per 100 possessions. These guys have been on the court together 369 minutes in the fourth quarter. It's a net plus 13.3. means they're playing at a fourth quarter pace that would win a full game by 13.5 points. 48 overtime minutes. It's a net plus 12.6. These guys have a two-man game at crunch time that might be almost as good as anybody out there. right Now, obviously, you could talk about Curry, Durant, and a few others. But because of the versatility Dave has, 
He might be the single toughest guy to cover in the NBA in the final minute of a close game. And Drew Holiday coming into his own. So New Orleans hasn't just been lucky in pulling these games out. This is an end game they have that is unique and it's been special. Hey, Dave, uh, I, I know uh, we haven't gotten rich by betting this team, but uh, a little birdie told me uh, the Knicks might be on the card tonight getting nine and a half against the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, is that true? I, I, what you have to do in settings like that is make your bet against Portland. And, and, and it's what you want to do with the betting calendar is you want to walk up and say, uh, what's the Portland line? And they'll say nine and a half. I want to bet against the Trailblazers. Uh, give me the nine and a half. Ever actually saying the word Knicks? Because all the guys in the sky would record you having said that. If you say, look, this guy bet on the Knicks. Now, here's the key. Um, you'd rather be caught like uh, you'd rather be caught coming out of the local uh, adult shop, right, Dave, than uh, being at the You don't want word in Vegas. Dave was betting the Knicks at the window. But you look at Portland last night, played well in the first half. You and I were talking, Dave. Completely fell apart, evaporated in the third quarter, scored like nine points, whatever it was, and then were saved by uh, by by Lillard's explosion uh, last night late. It's not like they played great as a collective unit. Now going back to back, the spread does feel a little high here. Well, this is such a tough cycle because they played Minnesota on national TV last Thursday, trailed in the fourth quarter, rallied to win it. They played Russell Westbrook in the Thunder Saturday night. It led the whole fourth quarter, but it was a one-session game late, and they got it out. Then look at last night's rally. Well, if you look at their minutes for Lillard and McCollum across those three games, you're talking about an average of over 38 minutes per game for both. And look at those fourth quarters. Like the last two fourth quarters, McCollum never left the floor. 12 minutes against the Thunder, the full 12 minutes last night. This is going to be a tired Portland team being asked to go on and win a game in double figures. So I think Portland will grind and win, but not by more than nine and a half. And that's how somebody can cash a ticket without even mentioning who that opponent is, because I don't want to be caught on the air saying that word. <laughs> Dave Malinsky, uh, read his column. It's, uh, it's up right now, front page, sportsbookreview.com, Vegas point blank. It'll make you a lot. Of- Thanks, Dave. We got the women waiting for you guys. Dave Malinsky. Straight for the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. We send it to South Philly on the other side. Big man on campus joins us next. Game Time Decisions Radio Fantasy Sports Radio Network continues. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage, a radio fantasy sports radio network. iHeartRadio. I'm Gabriel Marenzi, alongside the Raging Redhead Cam, a Stewart. Thanks to Dave Alinsky for joining us straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. We're going to be in Las Vegas next week for the opening rounds of the madness. We'll be uh, checking in. 
Uh, me and Cam uh, will lay out a, a game-by-game preview uh, for you on Wednesdays and Thursdays as show. We'll put those in the can uh, for you. Run down every game. We'll check in uh, in the 6 o'clock hour live from Vegas with the Tony Sin Cotta. And uh, we'll be uh, kicking it. I'm going to get Periscope uh, going. Periscope? Yeah, Periscope. So I can film you. Like, basically, you know, I'll come up to Cam. Like, Cam's going to be at the dog track. Get that camera out of my face, Morandi. We're going to break down Palm Beach. Love the pooches. Let them run, baby. Yeah, we'll bet some, bet some dogs there, literally. Not just the underdogs, but some straight, dogs. No, straight dogs. All right, so speaking of the, the underdogs, though, uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers, these gutless leprechauns. Notre Dame can go screw yourselves. You know, have fun in the NIT. Have fun in the NIT, Notre Dame. You're 17-point favorites, and uh, you're hanging off for dear life now against the Pittsburgh Panthers. Montana State is up by one late, 72-71 against North Dakota. We got a piece of the over in the Florida A&M and Howard game. We're talking about the dogs uh, covering. Howard were three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game, and uh, Florida A&M are just kicking the crap out of them. Howard going on a little bit of a run uh, right now. Let's bring in big man on campus, a man that we could throw any one of these games at, and he'll be glad to break it. Down, what's going on, big man? What up, big man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Fantastic, big man. Always a pleasure, big man. Always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us, buddy. So, talking about these underdogs. Last night we saw we see we saw BYU get it done against St. Mary's. We'll get your take on the BYU Gonzaga game. Cam brought up the Cleveland State Viking run. Uh, right now, this is the time of the year, big man. We see it with the Pittsburgh Panthers, terrible basketball team. They know there ain't no tournament low enough for them. There ain't no CIT, CBI. <laughs> There's no hey. We got a tournament for the teams that won eight games this ABC, year. ABC, yeah, variety stores. And yeah. <laughs> but these kids, these kids, they on their last day. They figure, hey, it's the last game. We underachieved. We sucked all year. Let's go out hard today. We're seeing a lot of bad basketball teams play their best basketball in their final games here, big man. Yeah, you know, and Notre Dame just can't make a shot. I mean, they've been horrible offensively all day. They need to, they need to find a way to escape here. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we have a lot of high hopes for Notre Dame with kind of Colson coming back, and they thought if you could win a couple games here, you could probably sneak into the tournament with the Colson injury there. But, yeah, Pitt's not one away. I mean, Pitt's uh, the worst Power 5 team I've seen in some time, but... Yeah, they uh they don't want to quit. There, there's some fight here, which you want to see if you're a coach on that team. You want to see a little fight. I mean, I don't know what they'd be fighting for, but yeah, no, they're playing well. You can't expect some of these. Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes I you, thought just, to, you just gotta take I, the points. I thought they were gonna roll over. No, they're not rolling. No, I thought, and you know, it wasn't like Notre Dame was a big play, and I love Notre Dame today. But I'm an idiot, and I jumped in on it, figuring ah, they'll smack them. Me too. All right, let's let's take a look at the next game tipping off here. And if you don't, you don't have an opinion on it. No problem, big man. But it is the next game off the board here at 5:35 Eastern Time, Northern Arizona. And Northern Colorado uh, throwing it down. Northern Colorado, 12.5-point favorites uh, in this uh, basketball game, taking place up there in Reno, Nevada, uh, big man. Yeah, you talk about a, a lame tournament. I mean, this is one of the lamest. I mean, a lot of good teams, but a lame tournament. No one goes to it. It's in some kind of random event center in the middle of the desert. That you know, Literally, the announcers, they don't even have commercials. They just pan around the crowd during timeouts. <laughs> Uh, it's, 
they lose pants? Pa- do they pant? Do they pant a hot chest? Yeah, or like it's they the jumbo pant. vision feed. That's well, I mean, considering uh, considering uh, uh, the, the teams are northern Arizona and northern Colorado, there's not a ton of tens out there either. So they don't have a lot. Of, uh, they don't have any sponsors. Yeah, remember Big Man? It's like the Hawaii games that we watch sometimes. It's the crest. Remember there was, a, there, was there was a lightning the delay the whole. <laughs> oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Lightning yeah, delay. Remember, oh, the lightning delay, Cam, lightning in a Hawaii delay. game. They didn't have a commercial to go to. Like they were screwed. Like they were just like they were on the air cam for like an hour. And the guy, the announcer guy, the legendary Hawaii guy, was basically reduced to talking about how he cheated when he went to Hawaii. He didn't really, like, take his classes. He joined the army to get out of going to school. And uh, he talked about, like, you know, having sex and picking. It was the most bizarre thing ever. It's like, man, these guys just don't have a break. So, yeah, what's the deal with the announcer of this tournament, big man? Well, it's interesting. I actually, he had like I had watched the Big Sky tournament last year. I, I started researching the one guy because he had this like weird, like gravelly voice. I'm like, who is this guy? And like, where did he come from? I told me he was like a coach for like two or three years back in like the '80s with Weaver State, and he had really been in the news because he beat up his neighbor or something, and <laughs> it, it was like a huge story in like Cedar City, Utah, or something. Um, it was just weird conference, but. Uh, this game is interesting. I mean, Jeff Linder's actually done a nice job in the car. They shouldn't have any trouble here. The Lumberjacks are really bad. I mean, I, I remember Colorado beat them by 35 in one game this year. I don't think there'd be a big concern with laying the number here. But what is Northern? I mean, Northern Arizona is literally the, the bottom of the barrel out on the West Coast. So I, I think Northern Colorado should roll here. Not, not I, I remember that Weber State coach Gabe. He's a nut job. Remember the tournament he went bonkers before? Was he did something with some chair? Like he's crazy that guy. He's nuts. Northern yeah, Arizona. Just, yeah, he's very famous though. For he's got tantrums and he goes ballistic all the time. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, Twelve and a half in this game. Are you going to lay it down? Well, they they beat them. Uh, they beat them by thirty five once this year. They beat them ninety five to sixty. Pretty, yeah, Northern Colorado is pretty good. They're a good defensive team. Solid offensively, put up about eighty a game. Uh, they're really well coached. They're really well coached. They uh, they're going they're they to beat them. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, going to. They, they play them twice this year. It was ninety five sixty. And it was 63.50, both of which would get us the cover uh, right now. To put it in context, too, Northern Arizona, they lost the last game that they played against uh, Eastern Washington by 20. So, yeah, they are, they are getting drilled on a, on a nightly basis. What are you looking at, Cam? Well, looking at this, I know we talked to Malinsky about how bad Cleveland State was there, big man. But uh, I'll tell you something. I know I used to follow uh, Wright State uh, in Dayton, Ohio. These guys have gagged in big games before. Uh, so this is very interesting. Cleveland State, the Vikings getting 10 points against the Raiders right now. I think I'm going to lean with Cleveland State despite being 11-22. and 22. They're on a little bit of a heater. What do you think about this game? Total uh, 126 and a half. I mean, how can you not just ride it? I mean, I, I read today that they're buffing anyone that wants to go to the game with a free ticket bus to Detroit. So I'd imagine they'll have a pretty decent crowd there. I think sometimes you just have to ride these teams, Cam. I mean, you saw two years ago in Milwaukee. They did this same thing, uh, kind of a nobody team. They were like 12 and 22. Yeah, this is a weird conference, man. I, I've done every preview for every conference so far. I've done every one, and 
I had little to no interest. I would have rather zapped my balls with a taser than talk about Horizon League play. I, I think it's a dreadful conference. It's never. It's hard to pick anything. It's random, big man. Isn't it's it? so random. Like one night the Oakland Grizzlies will look great and drop ninety-eight on you, and then the next and night they, they struggle fifty-four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're right. Like Amazing. there's no rhyme or reason. And it's a good point that you raise, Ken. A lot of these teams have been there. Like uh, Wright State have screwed up before. They're notorious the gaggers. They're yeah, right. a gag show. I could see I could see Wright State surviving, but I'm not in a hurry to lay nine and a half. No, no, no. Plus Wright State is like they're they're not they don't do anything like better than anyone else. Like they're they're just an average offensive team. They give up seventy points a game. Um yeah, I'm not running to bet them. I mean ten point favor, why? I mean, they're just here because you know, they're kinda of like the girl at the bar at the end of the night you just pick up because you couldn't get the three other chicks you wanted. I mean it's just uh, I guess we'll just settle. I mean, Wright State's here, and I guess I'll take them. I mean, I that's my really that's Wright State game. equals settling. That was my Notre Dame. Yeah, that was my Notre Dame pick. That's Notre Dame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was my rebound pick. Uh, um, you know what, guys? Uh, how 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 can we not ride the dogs? Cleveland State Vikings. They they used to be our guys. They are our guys. They've been good to us. Wright State has not been good to me. Big man, you know, I'm arguably right. you're not getting a team here that's anything special. I mean, Wright State does not no. do anything. Like really good and not blowing you out. There's no, you don't look at right state and say, "Wow, I have to get on them tonight." Like there's no. No, they win they seven two to sixty six every it's a night. Yeah, sixty nine, sixty three, etc. Ten points is a lot. And you know what? I'll you win Cleveland better. State. I'll take, I'll take a shot in the money line here. Yes, Ooh, yes, that's what we're talking about. To Cleveland State are twelve and twenty two guys, but they're eighteen and thirteen against the spread. You know, they score 69 points a game. They only give up 74. It's not they're getting blown out. They're just, you know, they're they're just haven't gone their way. They've been on the sh- short uh, of this day. evening. Yeah, I've, I've got to jump on the... Uh, it's in my car. I'll jump on the uh, I'll jump on the dog in this one. I like that. It's going to be a whole dog. Most everybody. famous Cam. Most famous uh, Cleveland State Viking alum. Cleveland State Viking alum. Most famous. Oh, that's tough. No. Real tough. Who is it? I don't think... Have they ever even had an NBA player? <laughs> Big man, I throw it to you. Most famous <laughs> Cleveland State. had it. Wait, that's that NBA play. Bryn Forbes went to Cleveland State. He oh, plays Bryn Forbes. Wow. Forbes. Right. Uh, R- Most famous R- guy, I'll R- tell you right now. Norris Cole went to Cleveland State. Oh, Cole. good call. Oh, oh, wow. Cole. Good call, big man. Stipe Myosk. Oh, really? UFC heavyweight oh, champion. Oh, sure. He went to, he went to Cleveland right. State? Yeah, Myosk. Yeah, he's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. Uh, he, he wrestled at Cleveland State. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah. That good, good. Uh, what's good, Steve? Croatian, I think. That's a good, you know, good, good. You know, a lot of Croatians and Serbs out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was actually good enough to play baseball too. Really? Yeah, yeah. All yeah. the Croatians and Serbs go to Cleveland. He was State. Gold Glove champion yeah. in the state of Ohio. Yeah, there's a little random. Uh, I, I figured he that was probably, a good one. probably is the most famous guy, right? As far as, you know, Norris Cole. Uh, Norris Cole's an NBA champion yeah, yeah. with the Miami Heat. Yeah, no, he's a player. He, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, like you actually, um, in certain certain seasons, uh, LeBron James was at a Cleveland State game. I've seen him at games before. He likes his Cleveland State basketball. Yeah, LeBron, uh, LeBron said, though, if he would have went to college, he's a Buckeye. That's why I don't <laughs> like him. That's not because, yeah. uh, <laughs> Ohio State. <laughs> so... BYU, Brigham Young. The Mormons got it done last night. They're getting nine and a half tonight. It's almost a similar situation with Cleveland State here in which now the dream is down to one. It's 20-minute you know, twenty minute halves, four-minute intervals. BYU, they're not getting into the tournament unless they win this game. Every Cleveland State's not getting into the CBI. Uh, you don't know, want anything else. They, you know, it's, it's they all or nothing. What do, you, what do you make of this one tonight, big man? I, you know... 
Yeah, you and I were talking last night, and BYU showed us something in not rolling over when St. Mary's went on those runs last night. The yeah. carry over tonight, in your opinion? I like the over in this game, guys. You know, I think that's the way to go. I think we get there. But what's your, what's your take on the side of this game, big man? BYU getting nine and a half against Gonzaga, West Coast Conference Championship game. You know, it's interesting, guys. Uh, I know we got about four or five minutes there. I just want to tell you a quick story. When I was in high school, there was a girl named Ashley Elliott. I loved her. She was like the apple of my eye. I wanted her so bad. This is a true story. I remember she didn't even look at me for like a year or two. She was younger than me. She came into school. And then, you know, eventually I started talking to her, started getting to know her a little bit. I ended up dating her. I dated her for about four or five months. But you know what happened? Once I got her, it was just, well, this is a, not really that great. She's kind of bitchy, really. You know, it's like, eh, it could have been better. But the, the chase of getting there was was better for me. Once I had it, it was just like, wow, I've had it. Where's my chase at now? I think BYU is in a similar situation. I think they expelled so much in the last night's game, so much emotion, so much, so much good shooting prowess, so much good everything. I, I just think they're going to get slapped in the face tonight. I really do. I think... Gonzaga is a Final Four caliber team. I think they have the best front court in the country. It's not it, Jock Landau, for as good as he is offensively, he doesn't care at all about defense, and no one cared last night defensively. You're them. I think BYU just had one of those games. I think it should be hard to magnify tonight. I, I think they're just going to come up short, get slapped in the face, lose by 15. Gonzaga does it every year. They look good, the dog, and yeah, BYU is a nice team and all, but. They're really not hot or anything. They won a nice game, played well last night. But you really think they're going to shoot 62, 64% tonight? No. I got to win by 15. Oh, no, I got to take BYU, <laughs> big man. Hey, big man, we didn't talk about uh, Gabe. Your Vermont Catamounts and uh, Stony Brook. Stony Brook's to play, Ken. Stony Brook plus 13 seems really Stony enticing. Exactly, and you know what? I'm a Vermont Catamount oh, my guy. Buddy, my buddy went to Stony Brook. The Cats are going to go to the tournament. They're going to win this card. They're going to win this tournament, uh, but Stony they're going to go to the March Madness tournament. They're going to win this tournament, but me and big man, uh, we talked about this game, big man. You and I talked about Stony Brook and Vermont, and... 13 is a little That's high a here, man. Stony Brook are a scrappy team that have hung around big man with teams, and Vermont don't really yeah, smoke anybody. They hang around because they're slow tempo. They grind it out. They play defense. In honor of my friend Blackjack Fletcher, who lives about five minutes from Stony Brook, I got to take the Seawolves. I, I think this will be a low-scoring 64-54 type of game. I think Vermont will win. It won't be. It will be pretty easy. But I don't. I don't see a 20-point win here. Stony Brook finds a way every year, seemingly, to, to be relevant in this conference. At you know the late semifinals or finals. I, I said at 13, I'd be interested. If it was nine and a half, I'd probably take Vermont. But I think that the number's a little too high. Stony Brook will hang around with possessions, low possessions, that kind of thing. All right, big well, man. I know what you. The, what the hell is a sea wolf? That's like there's, there's no such thing. It doesn't make it, that makes no sense. <laughs> it's like a wolf. At, no, no, a no, no, like an otter or a beaver. No, a sea wolf. Wolf It's like those crocodiles I saw in Costa Rica. <laughs> That's a bunch a, of wolves. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 yeah. Anyway, all right, big man. I know you got to get on. Uh, you got a hit to do. You got to yep. get on the air yourself. So we'll get you out of here in a second. But just quick on this one. It's such a stupid game. But uh, I just want to hear a quick take on it. Southern Utah and Idaho State. Cam was bringing up the Bengals earlier. I'm saying Southern Utah. I think Southern Utah, they play a tough schedule to start the year, big man. You and I talk about this. I think they're a better team than their record indicates. You know, they play all those tough West Coast teams, uh, Southern Utah. I'm not saying it's the lock of the night or anything like that. But it intrigues me, uh, this game. 
Yeah, and I mean, Southern Utah's already beat them this year. I mean, Southern Utah's got some decent players, and you're right, they did play great out of conference schedule. They were very good against the number for like the first 15 games of the season. They were covered like crazy. Idaho State's not what they were last year. They had a kid named Ethan Telfair who was, his brother was Sebastian. He played for years in the league. Uh, he's from Brooklyn. He was kind of a head case, but they don't have him this year. Idaho State is just average. I like Southern Utah. I think, I'll tell you what, Gabe. Your, your friend Babano and I went over this conference a little earlier, and I I don't think there's many My good conferences. There's not many good teams in this conference, guys, but it would surprise me if Southern Utah won a game or two, maybe look decent at a, like 100 to 1. They're not a bad team. They're well coached. They have decent you know, transfer players that come in and help them out. I, I definitely think they'll win this game. I like this one. Some of the teams that they played at Oregon State, at Boise State, at UNLV, at Michigan State, at Iowa. They were beating UNLV with about five minutes. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Level two. Thanks to Big Man on Campus for joining us on the program. Dave Malenzi, great first hour, absolutely uh, flew by. I see you doing a lot of clicking over there, lots of live, uh, you're tickling the ivories. I'm a big fan at this time of the year. I've been laying low uh, as far as uh, my degenerate gambling uh, prowess is concerned, Cam, but raising it up a notch the last couple of days, all this college basketball. Want to have some extra units uh, when you hit Las Vegas, that's always uh, the way to go. You know what it is, actually, is... I actually, I don't have a social life. I'm not like you, going to hockey games and going to movies. I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of these things that I had planned this week have been canceled. <laughs> it's not as glamorous as you think it is. It's a cold world. It's a cold world. Sometimes uh, things don't work out as, as you so, plan. I had plans tonight. As you see my bag, I usually have it with meats and cheese. I actually thought I was staying over at my woman's house tonight. But she didn't work out. No, she's uh, not feeling very well, so I have a 30-pound sleep machine that I'm just trudging all over town. So that's what's in the bag today. So now my bag weighs about, like, instead of one bowling ball, I got a family of bowling balls in it. Probably about, uh, yeah, that bag probably weighs about 60 pounds right there. It's not fun. Well, you'll be able to uh, kick back and watch, like, uh, the Prairie View A&M Alcorn State uh, game tonight. I I am going to, actually, it's funny, when I was, uh, before I I left uh, the domicile, I'll tell you, uh, Georgia Tech uh, was on TV getting beat down by Boston. College. So it's going to be nice on maybe on Peachtree TV. I can I don't even have to stream, Gabe. I'm going to find a couple of these uh, college games. So that's the thing. I watch all these games all year, and I'm not going to lie. You know, this year I focused on the NBA more than college. I sort of yeah. waver year to year depending on the quality, and I find NBA has been pretty good this year and uh, pretty entertaining. So I'm pretty locked in on the NBA. But now it's like it's like the exams, Cam. It's like you know you go through the year. Now it's the exams. And it's like I know. I know that Long Island is the play tonight, getting nine points against Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. Screw you, Wagner. Robert Wagner's in uh, a lot of trouble. Robert Wagner should have been in jail years ago. This guy's been killing people for years. 
Uh, yeah, allegedly, in my own personal opinion. Oh, no, I got to hand it to you, Brancy. I was just going to tell you because I was watching uh, 48 Hours Mystery two well, weeks ago. Do you that. ever notice? Yeah, oh, every yeah. time there's a dead actress, Robert uh, Wagner's always around. Yeah, and it's always on his boat. Heart for a heart to a heart. Heart to heart. heart. I know. No, do you see? No, they had, they had that chick with the red hair. It's lucky he didn't off her. Oh, I know. Oh, no. A lot of people think he killed Natalie Wood. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And trust me, he pushed her off a boat. There's, I some, new, there's some new evidence to say, like, I'm just going to say as a betting man, I'm betting on homicide. Definitely. There's some evidence there. And another thing is, who's that other actor? Uh, Walken. He was it. That's the thing. Remember when well, it Christopher happened? Walken. Christopher Walken. Yeah, you know the whole story what happened that night, right? He was basically a young and up and coming <laughs> actor, right? So, uh, what he was there. Yeah, RW. Yeah, they're all on his boat. The, the, the captain told the story on 48 Hours. Great story. So, Wagner, uh, she starts, uh, his woman starts hanging out with uh, the other guy. And let's just say RW, he's a jealous, jealous, jealous man. Smashes the bottle like a lot of things went crazy on that night. So the only problem is there was like a discrepancy in time four minutes where they went into a cabin to argue. Uh, the other guy was, you know, hanging out by himself. But all this stuff. Remember this? It, remember that he was in Seinfeld? Yes. Yes. He goes, uh, if I wasn't at my daughter's wedding, I'd bash your skull in you anti-dentite. <laughs> Look at the rage that he displayed in that. Yeah, I don't know. Hard dub, yeah. Do you yeah. remember Heart to Heart? I do remember Heart to Heart. I used to have a thing for her. So did I. She, she do, you remember, do you remember what the uh, the assistant, the butler's name was? What? Max. <laughs> hey, Max. The guy was like a peeping Tom. He was a creep. It's true. You know, I remember in the intro of the show, they're like, they're they're in bed together, perfect life, the couple, and there's Max, like, you know, hey, Mr. Mr. H here. Yeah. Oh, Max. Creepy dude, Max. You know what? A lot of guys, like some weirdos, are into like Japanese animation chicks, but uh, my, you know what my thing is, Gabe? I'm starting to realize. Japanese. I like, I, I don't know what it is, like, because when I see women in pantsuits today, I don't really get fired up, but when I'm watching like the, the era of Remington Steel and Heart to Heart and even some old Batmans, like, I'll tell you, those older women really uh, do something for me. I don't know what it is about that uh, timeline, but it uh, gets me ro- ready to rock. You get my drift? Yeah, I was a big uh, Charlie's Angels. Oh fan yeah, you're just beautiful, beautiful. I just like maybe it's the big hair. I don't know what it is, but it gets me going. You know, O.J. Simpson saying that if he did it, he didn't do it alone. Maybe Robert Wagner was there with him. <laughs> Robert Wagner was a sidekick. Robert Wagner. <laughs> R.W.'s got a bad temper. R.W. <laughs> Yeah, that was a crazy thing. You should. They, they had a whole thing, and they talked about the sea captain. Now he's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry I protected RW back then. You know, I should have really told you. Things were really crazy that night. He was breaking bottles. And, oh, yeah, he's like saying, oh, the scotch broke when they hit a wave. It never happened. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, oh, yeah, the evidence like, gave in a court of law, like me, you, and Lionel Hutz could uh, convict. Right, I brought up Ed Hockley uh, retiring, and, of course, Sean Hockley steps uh, in to take his place. That's yeah, just great. Ed Jr. It's great. Uh, but speaking of football, this is this is way cool. The fan-controlled football league. So we can't afford. We already bought a horse, and it's going to put us in a bankruptcy. Uh, so we can't <laughs> buy a football team, but we can play fan-controlled football. So the fan-controlled football league is making fantasy football a reality, like a real-life uh, version of Madden. Fans will vote on all personnel decisions and call the plays in, in real time. And what the fans say goes... This will work out well. Yeah. You know what this sounds like? Yield scout players, draft rosters, hire coaches, and even design the team logo. All through a crowdsourced vote made possible through blockchain technology. This this is the future, Cam. Yeah, this this is oh, what it is. The future has arrived. A public leaderboard will even show mm-hmm. fans uh, which fans have the highest football IQ, and the best performing fans will be eligible for many prizes, including a cut of the one million dollar championship purse. I like the purse to the winning team. Visit F. 
C F L dot I O F C F L. It's got a good name to it. It's C F L with an F. Yeah, yeah, exactly. F C F L. F C F L dot I O. I've never heard of dot I O before. Actually, you know what this is like? Back to the Future. You remember back in the game at the tavern at the bar yeah. when we didn't have we didn't have we had, that, go, was they had a satellite dish was and you had to watch the Hawaii game. It was QB one. QB one. That's QB one. Right. So you used to call the plays and know what bars used to do. They'd have a leaderboard. If you had the most points at the end of the night, they'd like give you a gift certificate, a pitcher, some wings, some jerseys, some merchandise. I was good at that game. QB one was a wicked game. I know. So so think about this. This is very similar, kind of like a throwback thing, but with way more. It's advanced. So imagine QB one on steroids. This is what we got in the FCFL. Yeah, you get to become an offensive coordinator. I like that. Yeah, you call the plays, baby. You create the logo. You do whatever you want to do. This is real cool. I'm actually down. FCFL.io.com. Check it out. Uh, where you are in control. That's some real cool stuff. They right don't there. have that stuff anymore. They don't have Q. They don't have QB one. I used to like go to that bar and have the trivia game too. NTN and all that stuff. You go up against bars across North America. Eh, none of that stuff anymore. And as long as uh, we are talking uh, about gambling and selfishly trying to make ourselves money so we can get lap dances in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. Uh, we want to get serious and uh, remind you that you know it only takes one minute to potentially save somebody's life. One minute. That's how long it takes to swab your cheeks and join the donor list at DKMS. Currently over nine hundred thousand registered donors in the U.S., and we need more. There's an American diagnosed every three minutes with blood cancer. There can never be enough donors. For only $45, you can help DKMS register new bone marrow donors. DKMS donors save approximately 19 lives a day. We want to help you save a life. And uh, that, that's a pretty good way to pick up chicks. It is, yep, exactly. What do you do for a living? I save lives. Yeah. That sounds better than I'm a radio host. Or I bet on the Cleveland State Viking games. Yeah, exactly. What do you do for a living? I bet sports. Check out uh, dkms.org slash FNTSY today. It's a great uh, cause, uh, guys. And uh, like I said, if you, you, know, you don't want to do the swab and stuff, you can just donate some money to DKMS and help them uh, fight the fight against blood cancer. Well, you were talking about uh, the horse, or uh, is there anything else you want to discuss? Or uh, I'd rather discuss something happier, wouldn't you? What our horse? Yeah, well, it's, no, I don't want to talk no, about a horse. Nor do I. So that's what I'm saying. Like you mentioned it, I don't want to cut. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Not even in a joking way. No, 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 it's to a point where in fact you just depress me bringing okay, it up. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I got a car in the garage on uh, bricks. You remember my old Cutlass, the white Cutlass? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was thinking, I go, wow, I really need a car because I was t- thinking about, you know, not paying for parking stuff. Anyway, Portuguese Joe comes up to me, he sees the car. He's like, oh, man, uh, oh, the Cutlass, the Cutlass. It's like, I think we can put this ba- bad boy back on the road. You've been in that car before, man. You've seen it. It's a piece of crap. Like, it's basically a couch it's a with wheels. Yeah, it's, it's a couch with wheels. It's, it's almost like if, like, a marshmallow had a wheels, you just got you just kind of <laughs> glide over the bumps. Anyway, he tells me first, he's like, oh, man, we're going to get this bad boy out in the road. We'll go hit the native cause, uh, reserves, get some small. Folks play some blackjack, and then he looks at the car and goes, Cam. Uh, I go, what's up, Joe? He goes, this is crap. I go, yeah, he's scrap metal. So basically, like, I thought this guy could fix the car. It's so bad. It's been in my garage for a year. It's like, now so, I can't even sell like it for 300 bucks. Oh, so did you actually think you, so you, you wanted to save the car? You thought you were going to Yeah, really no, because the, the, the interior, like, there's no rust on it, whatever. It's just it's just an ugly old car. It's got a tape deck. Like, it doesn't even have, like, a CD yeah, player. Like yeah, it's got a tape deck. You know, with the adapter where you put the cassette in How much did you pay for the car? Actually, I wanted, when I hit a big parlay, I bought it. I bought it off a neighbor for $4,000 about 
14 years ago? <laughs> 14 years ago. I think it's an so 80. You got, you got a bang for your buck out of it. I think it's an 80, 80, not 88 Cutlass. An 88 yeah. Cutlass. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Like, I see seniors still rocking that car. I think it should be on the road, but it just, just tells you about our luck. So, basically, yeah, your car and uh, and the horse, or it's basically, it's, you know, losing its value on, on a daily basis. Yeah, it is. It just sits there. Tick, tick, tick. It's on bricks, yeah. Yeah, so, so our host, Conflict Diamond, will be uh, running on Sunday. Will he be running? And we should announce it will be... It's the end. ...his final race yep. for Red Heat and Rage Racing. Yep. Red Heat and Rage Racing is closing its doors. It, it sure is. <laughs> I, I actually want to cry. I'm Red Heat and Rage it. Racing is on the verge of bankruptcy. So all you haters out there can get a last laugh. Good, you know. It's funny. It's like... If you like laughing at other people's pain, we're your guys. I don't know, Cam. Do you think like, you think we can win, like, you know, on the way out here on Sunday? I'm going to be honest with you. I've been positive the last few weeks. I'm, I, I have something called lowered expectations. You know what it's best to think? Best to think that the horse is going to come last, so if he finishes third or fourth, you know, at least we go with a little bit of positivity. I know we're dropping in class, and you know what? That might be a good thing, but, hey, don't, 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 think, don't think about wins. Just think about uh, top fours. Yeah. We dedicate uh, this song to Conflict Diamond. This is it. This is the end of the road. And I can't let go. But we have to let go. It's too costly. <laughs> You're killing me. We don't have a trailer to house the horse. Like, where are we going to keep him? Is he going to sleep in the studio floor? Like, that's another thing. Like, we got to pick up the horse. Like, what do I put him in? Trunk? Yeah, our trainer quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our trainer quit. Yeah, he's done. Like our, trainer our trainer's tapped out. He says, get the horse. Like, our, our trainer basically stated, listen, we're running him on Sunday, and then after, like, he's yours. Like, what, what am I going to do? No, basically, what are we supposed to we do? Gotta go what, what are we going to do? We're going to no. go pick him up, and we're, we're going to ride, ride him on the freeway back home. I have to go to my father's place who has a trailer in the driveway. we got to tranquilize the horse, get him in the side gate, let him sleep in the back of the trailer. And take can we home. put him in your backyard? We can put him in my dad's trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor conflict with that. Oh, oh, it's a better ride than he would have got. Like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, Maybe we could put it like a nice down, a nice piece of hay down there and he can go uh, for a nap. He won't be homeless. He won't be homeless. But uh, basically... Um, our trainer is uh, is moving on. Trainer's moving on <laughs> without us. He's got some other commitments <laughs> without us. Yeah, without us. <laughs> and um, we've so we're racing the horse on Sunday, and then uh, we'll, we will be selling Conflict Diamond next week. Yep. So he'll he'll still run, and I imagine we'll see this summer. I don't ever want to look at any of these tracks ever again for the rest of my life. I don't want to hear Georgian Downs or the words Flamborough ever again. And I'm not going to look this summer because I know we're going to see. And look, Conflict Diamonds won four of the last six races. If that happens, I'll go ballistic. <laughs> like, that'll be the end. Then you'll know we got fleeced. You know it's going to happen. Uh, of course it's going to happen. It's you us. know it's going to happen. It's us. I know. I know. I know. He's going to find. He's going to get some miracle bill or some shot that's going to give him energy. What, what do we? My hoof feels great. What, 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 what are we supposed to do? What, what, what are we supposed to do? We supposed to stick in three thousand a month for him to finish we, the last place every damn we week. We can't done. afford the last payments. Like we're trying. Like I can't. Like we owe another. Like yeah, we're done again. I know. I know. Got the money. I. I, I does anybody have a petting zoo? Like how much does a horse go for? Yeah. Anyway, well, once we put it online, somebody. Uh, I hope somebody buys. <laughs> 
that. That'll be it. Yeah, then we got to play the waiting game. I know, the waiting game. That's another great point. He's not going to sell overnight. Yeah. His track record, like, he's been going down. Yeah, it's, it's not, not it's like not people like, going, hey, honey, I've been waiting to buy that horse that's came ninth, yeah. eighth, it's not like uh, It's not like we're trying to sell a pound of chronic weed for $500. No, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah, we're selling an ailing, beat-down horse that yeah. no one wants. And we want $8,000. Yes, we do. But what we want and what we're going to get are two different things. I have a feeling it's closer to six. God. What a loser proposition that was. Hey, what's the moral of the story? Don't get in the business unless you got money. No, because even if you have money, you won't have money left over after. Yeah, if you're rich, you can do it. Yeah. You just throw it away. Yeah, you're right. If you have to worry about paycheck to paycheck living, horse ownership's not your bag. No, it's, uh, you know what, though? I gotta be honest. I'm really sad. Like I, I it would things be nice. were good for a while, and then it would be nice to uh, to go out with a win. Though. It would be. No, you're right. I think that would be awesome. And hey, at this racetrack, you know, we're going down, stepping down in a class. Maybe he just gets hungry that night, and we can get it done. We don't know who's gonna who's driving him that night. Is somebody gonna volunteer? We've had seven different drivers the last seven weeks. I don't know who's training them. I Guys are telling us uh, they're leaving halfway through. I didn't like, tell you who's driving them? No, I am. <laughs> I've made the decision. I, I'm on them. Yeah, I made the decision. All these clowns aren't getting the job done. I think, we, it's, time that any, I, like, I think it's time that I drive. Do we know any real little people? Like the littlest guy? Who's the littlest guy we know that can be our driver? Hainzer. Hainzer! <laughs> Don't worry, fellas. I'll get him to the finish line. Hainzer looks like a, a, a jockey. Dri- he actually a driver. Yeah. He has the face of a jockey. Hainzer, if you're listening, we need he, to drive. He might be a little too large. Yeah, he is portly. He drinks a lot of beer. Like me. Yeah, he, he's, he's got a gun. He, he can't have a driver being with a gun. You're going to break his back. <laughs> I'll kill him. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Howard going on a run right now. Howard up uh, 53-51 on Florida A&M. Tons of time left in that game, too. 13-25, you're on the over. Should get there, hopefully. Knock on wood. No, so, yeah, they're already at 104 points yeah, exactly. uh, right now. 13 There's to go. Still 13 minutes uh, remaining. Uh, that, uh, that basketball game that we were talking about earlier with Big Man on Campus, 
Set to tip off for a couple of minutes uh, here, Cam. Northern Colorado and Northern Arizona. I hate laying 12 and a half points, though. That's my thing. Well, we laid 17 with uh, it didn't work out with well. uh, <laughs> Notre Dame today. No, it didn't work out well. But this is a totally different story. Big man had uh, had confidence in this game. You know what? Maybe they will just blow them out. It's minus 950 on the buddy line. That's crazy. That's, so you're it's not hard to even that. put them in a parlay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I think you just have a... You, you the dogs, be, the dogs have been covering, but this could be a whole different story. You know what, Gabe? I'll, I'll ride it with you. I'll, I'll take a shot with Northern Colorado. By the half point, at least make yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I always do even that. 12. I always do that. Yeah, if it's, I always do. If it's thirteen and a half, I get to thirteen. The last time they played them, but they beat them by thirty-five points. Yeah, so I'm in. They're a five-win team, Northern Arizona. Like they really are a horrible team. But so are were they the Lumberjacks? Yeah, yeah they're all. <laughs> they're not bad in football. Actually, you're right. In football, they'll surprise you. Like I remember when Northern Arizona yeah, played Arizona. You're like, yeah, hey, yeah, exactly. hey, Wildcats, you're having problems with when the Lumberjacks. When you're getting 35 with the Lumberjacks, you take them I agree. against Arizona. I you're getting 28 and a half. Like, they're not bad. They're, they're a decent football They've program. They've covered against ASU. they covered against Arizona. You're right. They're one of those programs that uh, they actually get it done against the bigger schools. I'm in. I'm into that. I'm in, man. I got it. Uh, Southern Utah yeah. as well. Southern, Southern Utah's Utah. got a decent football program. Yeah, they do. They do. They're 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 one of these teams. They're like the filler. Like their program exists to basically go and play other teams. You know, like Southern Utah, they do the little uh, the tour of like the better teams in, in the area. They do the Mountain West yeah. sort of circuit, right? They'll play against you know the Utah Utes. They'll get killed. Colorado. They'll do play Colorado State. They play UNLV schedules yeah. them because UNLV can beat them. <laughs> <laughs> so like UNLV loves that game. Southern Utah play UNLV every year. Like Utah tries, they try to get that. <laughs> you remember this they get year? Some money. Hey, when we saw UNLV it. tried to do that this year, they scheduled Howard to get a win to get to a bowl game, and Howard beat them. Yeah, good call, UNLV. <laughs> that one had backfired. Cam Newton's brother. That's right. He was the quarterback there. When we were in Vegas, we saw. Remember, it was Oregon. That was when uh, UNLV was there. Hey, they covered against the Oregon State Beavers. So you know what? They've, we've had some good luck when we've seen the Rebels down there. All right, so uh, 53-53 the flower uh, the uh, Florida A and and Howard uh, game. So let's take a look at the NBA board uh, tonight. We talked about uh, the Lakers. Lakers playing good basketball uh, right now. Great game last night against the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard just exploded and took over uh, late. Hit four consecutive uh, three point shots to get the Blazers uh, the win last night. But uh, we had the professor Damalinski with us earlier, and he's taking a look at the New York Knicks uh, in this game. Tough spot for the Blazers. They can't playing in Los Angeles last night. They really didn't play all that well. Damian Lillard just saved their ass in this game late. Now laying nine and a half points tonight. It's just, I like what Malinsky stated. He's not taking the Knicks. He's it's betting play against, against Portland. Portland. Exactly. And Portland, minus nine and a half in this game. They squeak out the win. It's too many points. I know the, uh, the Knicks, we're not supposed to mention the Knicks, but they're not very good. But, yeah, to, to, for Portland to cover ten more points to me doesn't seem like a smart bet. So it would be Knicks or nothing. All right, I've got uh, I've got a lot of. Uh, I like the Pelicans tonight. Yeah, I like the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans. We talked to Malinsky about eight it. Eight game win streak. They're, yeah, eight game win streak. They're winning tight games. They're hustling. They're playing different. They have great uh, history right now. The Clippers minus two and a half. I think the wrong teams teams favored in that game. Give me the Pelicans. Get done. I agree uh, with this, and you know this. The Olympic total camp, 236 points. We talk about it all the time. Scare factor? Yeah, every time there's been one of these enormously high totals. It goes over. It sailed over the yeah. number, and they put it enormously high for a reason because they don't want you betting on it. They know this game's going to get into the 240s. Yeah, it might get into the 250s. Who's going to play defense in this game? Nobody. Nobody. That's the thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I told you, the winning team, yeah. 
You're going to have Tobias it. Harris, Lou Williams. We're going to get into this with Sincata at 6 o'clock. Tony Sincata will step up in it like he does daily. We'll talk DFS, but you got to stack this game. Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, Davis. Tobias Harris, even Austin Rivers is going to get involved here. Uh, there's, you know, the Diallo guy. There's Diallo's a nice value pick, I think. Uh, I, I think this game's going to get there, uh, Cam. And I think the Pelicans get it done. The Clippers are a decent team. They're okay. But They're okay. the Pelicans are just a little bit uh, more. You know, you got to put nope. it this way. One team has Anthony Davis and the other team doesn't. Exactly. And one team is also on fire right now and playing well. And the Clippers you, you are playing well. Hand. Clippers are playing well. But not like New Orleans, though. This this new-look Clipper team is pretty good, Cam. I, watch, better without, I watch them all the they're time. They're better without Blake Griffin. Yeah, you know, Tobias Harris is just a stud. Lou Williams is playing well. DeAndre Jordan, they have good chemistry. That Detroit trade's turning out to be a disaster. You saw last night they were hanging with Cleveland disaster early in that game. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. What'd they lose by last night? 28 points. They're at the start of the game. They're hanging in. They're Terrible. leading. They, I'm telling you, I, when I went to that Raptor game versus the Pistons, I'm like, they went on spurts where they looked so bad. They looked like a college team, man. It was embarrassing. Pistons suck. All right. You want me to? Uh, it's like Mark Lawrence. Uh, Cam, you want me to share my database yeah, with you? Show me the database. Uh, we'll go I'll share share you my notes and trends yes. of the day. Got to start off in the National Basketball Association with the Toronto Raptors. Raptors are 12.5-point favorites tonight. I never lay this type of number, but, but you know they're going to massacre them. This is what the Raptors do. They're 4-0. The Raptors are 4-0 against the spread this year against teams with a winning percentage of 400 or less. The Raptors aren't the type of team that, oh, they're not really going to try. They're going to mail it in. They're playing against a bad team. It's the opposite. They absolutely kill bad teams because their bench is so good. You said their it. bench isn't going to let up. You know how much pride their bench takes to say, "Hey, we're yeah. the bench and we're beating so you're their first unit." Lowry exactly. come out, punch you in the mouth, and then the bench punches you even harder. And then the bench comes out playing even harder. It just wears the other team out. And if you're a bad team, it's annoying. Because you're like, man, this Poto guy's fighting for the ball. Why is he so crazy? And, like, what's going on here? <laughs> so true. Why are you taking it so seriously? And it, it's Van Fleet scoring. Oh, yeah, it's doing his thing. Yeah, the, Siakam. Like, these, it's like their bench. I'm like, and you look at them at the end. They're all cheap on DraftKings, and that's the thing. This is a good noise. But it's spread out. That's why yeah. it's tough for it fantasy is. the Raptors. You're, you're right. But I'm just saying. teams aren't real life. The harder it is in fantasy, actually. Yes. You're right, but I'm just saying, you know it's spread out. They have the opportunity to bloat the Hawks tonight, so I'm saying one of those guys like Freddie Van Fleet or one of those guys is going to have a huge game, and they're very, very cheap. You got, Yeah, you're right. I agree. The Lon, pick the right Lon one. Wright actually might be that yeah, guy tonight. I like Wright. Because I think it will be a blow. Listen, the last three times they played the Atlanta Hawks, the Toronto Raptors won by 15 points, would cover the number tonight, 13 points, which would cover the cover the number tonight, and 34 points. I like 34. So, you know, they've smoked them. They beat them by 34, 13, and 15. The Raptors beat up uh, by teams, as we saw the other night when they crushed the Pistons by 22, yeah, 24. At the game, it was never – once they pulled away, they never looked back. The second unit came out through the woodshed, you said it, Gabe. I like that play, too. I don't like playing any type of points. Right. Hey, and look what happened when we laid points today. We took Notre Dame minus 17. We lost. So I've got the Raptors minus at 12. Philadelphia 76ers. Tonight, Sixers are minus 130 this evening uh, against the Charlotte Bobcats. Listen, the Philadelphia 76ers are a damn good basketball team. We know this. They turn the ball over too much. They're turning the ball over like 17 times a game. Uh, ben Simmons turns the ball over too much. He was talking about this uh, earlier in the day about, uh, you know, really he's aware he has to stop uh, turning the ball over uh, so much. They blew a big lead on Sunday night, the Philadelphia 76ers did. Against um, against the uh, the Pacers, 
So they've been off. You know, they were mad about that game, too. They really were. They always blow leads, but they were really upset about it. I know their focus coming into tonight. They've had a day off after the blowing the lead on Sunday night. They were playing a bunch of games in a row. I think Philadelphia is going to be a little bit refreshed. And Charlotte are a streaky team, Cam. Very streaky. But they're streaking down now. They went on that little five-game streak. They got back in the playoff contention a bit. But now reality is back. They're a three-game losing streak. They basically only have Kemba Walker. You know, Kevin Walker's a good player. They're going to be overmatched. They don't have any answer for Embiid and uh, and Ben Simmons and company. Don't you think it's a short price? Philadelphia wins the game. Philadelphia gets it done. So like the Raptors, the Sixers. Now we get to the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets. The Oklahoma City Thunder are a strange team. You know, this team... You look, they beat the Golden State Warriors in prime time on national television. They beat the Houston Rockets on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And then they'll struggle against the, the Mavericks. Grizzlies. And the Mavericks. Yeah, they, be, uh, they hang on. Right, one by one in overtime. Yeah. yeah, against a piss-poor Maverick game. Oklahoma City, okay, they, they step up in big games. I agree Westbrook's with that. a prime-time guy, Paul George and company. I like the five points. They're on their home court. Houston are riding a 15-game winning streak right now, Cam, straight up. So everyone wants to lay the points here. I think we got a live dog uh, with the Oklahoma City. Love it. Thunder. I love where you're going with that game. I think, actually, I think Thunder at plus 180. I think the total is a little, too, at uh, 220. Yeah, 221 yeah, and a half. Yeah, there should be more points. Yeah, it's 220. Oh, even better. 220 flat and uh, Houston's You're right five. about the money line. Take the money line. It's too low. Yeah. Why? Okay. So probably the Thunder will either get killed or they'll win the game. Exactly. And that's another thing. It's like, ooh, you know, it's it's a 220 for Houston. You're thinking, oh, yeah, we'll just throw that in parlays. It's got that weird money line kind of vibe. Where I'm really looking at the plus 180 with OKC. I think it's a good play. It's actually one of the stronger NBA plays. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go down with that. And New Orleans, I buddy. can't believe it. I wanted to click and get in on the, the second half over of this uh, Florida A&M and Howard game. But I already had the total. Son of a bitch. Hey, it's, no, no, it's, no, up no. To, it's up to 166 now. As your conscience, accept winners and accept a building bankroll. One win at a time. Just keep climbing up the mountain, buddy. That's what you got to do. Don't get mad. If you don't get it in, you don't get it in. I know it's frustrating. Positivity, bud. Positivity. Yeah, at the same point in time, I also thought Howard was going to come back, yeah. and they're down by one. See? I'm tempted. Yin, yin and yang. I'm tempted, Cam. I'm tempted right now I to grab you, the over one sixty. I know you. I know you like to shred on your guitar. Your your fingertips are on fire. I see smoke. You're just you're, you're thinking about refresh money. Ding ding ding. Click this. Oh yeah. In game total. Bang. I know the way you operate. Just, like a, you're like at a shooting range. They just hit another two. <laughs> I'm going in. I'm diving in. Ugh, over 168 and a half. Howard, Florida A&M. We gave you the, the 143 to go over the number. That's obviously a hit. Um, there's still nine minutes left in this game, man. I think there's still uh, there's still time for a lot of chaos in this basketball game. Florida A&M and Howard playing a track meet. Uh, right now, Northern Arizona and Northern Colorado uh, Cam set the tip off. Uh, Northern Colorado laying the 12 and a half points. No reason they shouldn't pace them. Let's get in on You know what about this, Cam? First half. Should have done this earlier. Getting in on the first half? Yeah. I'm going to be a contrarian tonight, Gabe. Uh, from uh, I know a lot of people that we respect and, and care about and love. He's going to lay the six and a half in the first half. Nice, Northern do, Colorado. do both. Colleagues and friends. 
These guys would like uh, VGS tonight. Well, you know what? My VGS rash is uh, starting to really annoy me. I can tell you one thing. I'm going to be buzzing with the Blue Jackets tonight on the ice. I think they're a very dangerous dog. The line tells a story. It's only plus 100 or plus 105. I think this is a great fate on Vegas. Barely beat the New Jersey Devils on the East Coast, getting a dose of reality. Columbus, a hungry team that needs all the wins they can, beating San Jose in their last game. So on the ice, give me CBJ over VGS. I can't just agree with that i like uh, the columbus blue jackets and i like the under in that game it's six yeah it's six be better for a six it, and a half oh, six and a half smash but yeah. still they need seven goals to beat me i know vegas has been a, a, an overplay this year cam but but we're starting to get into the time of the year where these games are going to get more playoff like but how about last night buffalo sabers this is what the Sabres do. They step up in these games against the rivalry games. They seem to win these rivalry games, the Sabres. You know what the Buffalo Sabres do? If they're plus 170 or more, they win. But they can't beat a, they can't beat a team at home. They suck. You know what I mean? They'll, be yeah. like they'll play the Devils at home. They'll get smoked. They'll play. Uh, yeah, but when they're plus 170 against the Leafs, plus 270 against Tampa Bay, they beat them in overtime. Yeah, that's what the Buffalo Sabres do. They show up. And when they're the biggest dog on the board, that's when you bet them. Columbus Blue Jackets. I was wrong last night. Now, plus 100. The money coming in on Vegas. It, Vegas minus 120. Makes, Jackets I'm plus, telling you, plus I love this play. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going deep. Yeah. I like I'm, I like. I'm, I'm going in the deep end tonight. My other hockey pick, the Winnipeg Jets against the Rangers. Yeah, I like the Jets. And the think, Jets always screw me, but. Yeah, no, yeah, the Rangers are bad. But the thing is about the Jets is why I worry. I might put it in parlays, Gabe. I watched that game on Sunday, too, when we were watching the basketball. Carolina was actually snake bitten in that game. The Jets scored a real lucky goal. Paul Stastny hit the ref with the puck, and he, like, almost knocked him out. It hit the ref, dazed him off his visor. The goalie left, thinking it was a stoppage of play. He scores on the open net. It was the flukiest win. No one talked about it. And I'll tell you. Did you see the dude last night in the NHL score because the, the puck? The referee like kicked the puck into the slot. Really? Yeah, he just gave him up a nice kick pass. Goal! Yes. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, and it was like a one timer. It was actually in the Leaf game. Yes. It yeah. was actually in the Leaf yeah. game. <laughs> I was flicking back and forth. I had money in the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, Calgary game, too. But uh, So the thing is, though, Cam, we talked about this last night with the Lakers, and it was one of the reasons why uh, I like Portland. And, you know, it's one of these blind bet situations, but. Uh, the New York Rangers, Cam, struggling team, but they won three straight games all on the road in Western Canada. Yep, they beat, yeah, they did. Vancouver, what was it? Vancouver, Calgary. Yeah, they beat Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was Edmonton, Calgary, and they Vancouver. They beat Edmonton 3-2. Right. Yeah, I remember I was on Vancouver in that stupid game. We dominated that game, by the way. That's what you said. Remember you gave the speech? Hockey yeah, is the one yeah, sport that's not fair. They, it was the first goal was offside. Vancouver dominates them the whole game, and then they come back and tie it with seconds left and lose in overtime. My yeah. point being, three straight wins on the road, back home, back home, first game back. They'll lose. Yeah, they teams should. lose on road trips. After road trips, they they do. They get back home, they lose. Good teams lose, bad teams lose. The Winnipeg Jets beat them. It'll be in parlays. I got one more for you too, Gabe. You're gonna love this one. Quack, 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 quack. The Ducks? Against the Capitals. Oh, the Ducks are hot, man. And they're going to be have to run the table. Washington feeling good. Hey, we beat the Leafs in the outdoor game. Yeah, we're Washington. Yeah, whatever. Give me Anaheim <laughs> laying 40 cents, and I absolutely love that play. I think I'm going to go pretty hard tonight. I think you're influencing me. I think, <laughs> I think, I think uh, since we've had some bad news with automobiles and uh, animals, I think it's time to increase the units to try to make some more money. Yeah. It's probably a bad idea, but I really don't have a choice at this point in life. 
I can't. I don't know any stocks that. I, like, are we going to go day trading during the show? Like, I don't know what's going on. So, what do we do? We we know sports. We're going to bet on sports. It's too bad uh, Donald Trump didn't let you in on a fact uh, that he was going to mess but, with the steel. Oh, yeah, that would have been cool. He told his buddy Carl Icahn. What a coincidence, Cam. Trump d- drops this steel tariff uh, thing yep. just casually. A uh, night before, Carl Icahn, who's good friends with Donald Trump, sold $31 million uh, worth of steel. Great timing. <laughs> That's, in my opinion, you should go to jail for that. Well, a lot of other people would. have, yeah. I know. We, we know people that have had insider trading that have been, done pretty well in their lives. We never got the tip. But when, uh, when the president himself is the one telling you this, who's going to charge you? Exactly. Oh, Mr. Magoo? <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah, it's the president. Thanks for the tip, Donald. I appreciate it. Uh, God. I wish there was some horse racing to bet on this afternoon, but loser tracks. It's only Turf Paradise in Philadelphia Park. I like to to play Gulfstream, Aqueduct, Santa Anita. The big boys, the A-tracks. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. He's Cam Stewart, D. Tony Sincata. We'll step up and in in a couple of moments. A lot of stuff to hit with Tony. I want to get Tony's take on uh, Sam Nunberg and uh, his media meltdown uh, yesterday. For shame, Aaron Burnett. For shame. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Madness, March Madness, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, place to be. We're going to be breaking it down uh, next week. Me and Cam will have game by game previews. There's going to be a special on special on the network, a special Cam. Love special. A special that I will be uh, joining. Look uh, forward to that. Uh, that's going to be next uh, Monday. So we're going to be breaking it down. Like I said, next week me and Cam will be in Vegas for the tournament, but we got your back. We're going to do a game-by-game previews for you. We're going to check in straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada, with the Tony Sincata. Usually we know that Tony's got, uh, he's lying about, but I know Tony's got binoculars and a nightstand. Not not Patron. He's got lotions, handcuffs, blindfold, Patron. Patron lube. (laughs) Sorry. You call them lo- you call them lotions. Yeah, lotions a little bit classier, Kevin. Lube. Yes. What do you mean auto lube? Yeah. Auto zone. Auto lube. Auto lube. <laughs> lube oil filter. So uh, the Tony Sicada, hey. birthday boy. We'll see. Is Tony all hung over today? Uh, no, the guy was working hard all night. Of course he does. 
What's up, Tony? Oh, you know, last night wasn't a good night, so I'm looking to rebound tonight, and we're going to put together some winners, man. We need winners. You know, I was all depressed about your horse. I was all depressed about my uh, my uh, uh, game. That was a fun segment. That was a fun segment we did, eh? Yeah, that was pretty sad. We're bankrupt. We're broke. It's over. <laughs> it's good sometimes to show people that this life isn't always grand, that maybe your yeah, expectations think, yeah. Yeah, get too yeah, high. Yeah, but what if, I don't know, Tony. Uh, I've always been pretty down. It should, it should be a little more grand if you get my drift. Uh, but we've been Gabe and investment deals, and they never seem to go well. You're saying you respect our honesty, Tony, right? That we're showing people the dark side. It's not all yeah. glory, right? It's I not know, all people, glory. Yeah. It's not all hot chicks and, like, fantasy awards. Hot chicks? Like, you're alone in a, in a home yelling at the TV for a guy to hit a free throw. It's the opposite <laughs> of hot chicks. I'm, li- I'm, li- I'm lying in bed going, please score! In the last minute of the game, freaking out, throwing stuff. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's the opposite of uh, being in bed uh, with a chick having sex. Well, at least we weren't humiliated on national television yesterday. Although I've been there. I can feel Sam Nunberg. So, Tony... You know, we don't talk a lot of politics on this show. I keep it separate. But this really isn't politics, and this is something that everybody's talking about. So Sam Nunberg, former uh, aide to Donald Trump, went on a media tour yesterday after getting uh, subpoenaed by uh, Bob Mueller's special uh, counsel. Yep. And uh, he basically went on national television and said that he's not going to comply and throw him in jail. (laughs) And his reasoning why wasn't because he was taking a bullet for Donald Trump or, you know, he didn't want to cooperate. He didn't want to spend 80 hours going through his inbox, sorting yeah. through his emails. <laughs> he didn't want to go to the interrogation room. He said, what do you know? He said, I already spent 15 hours with him. i got to go 80 hours. He goes, i got like, you know, 5,000 emails in there, and they want me to give all the emails between Roger Stone and these guys, and I'm not going to do it. I'll give them my password. They can do it. And he goes on and on. He called Sarah Sanders a fat, unpleasant-to-look-to slob, <laughs> which was, <laughs> which uh, that was so wrong to do that, Tony. That was just so wrong. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, so then he, he wraps it up by going on Aaron Burnett's show on CNN last night, and he does an interview that was just off the rails, and she asks him, um, you know, the White House says that you're an alcoholic and have a drug problem. And yeah. to be honest, I smell alcohol on your breath right now. Are you drunk? And, you know, he went into a real denial. If you look at it in slow motion. I like the water. The water yeah, he reached for the cup, Tony, of water, which was a sign right away. Guilty. <laughs> you know, he was like, oh, crap. Yeah, I had a few. He's trying to, all right, let me have this coffee here. Yeah. And then, like, he sort of looked down. No, no, I haven't been drinking. And then, and what a, what a, what a, I can't even say the word I want to call her here. But then she's like, are you on anything else? He's like, I'm on my meds. <laughs> I'm on my meds. What did you think of that, Tony? What did you think I'll of that? I'll tell you what. I think this guy's a genius, right? If you go back to the Clinton <laughs> days, right, Vince Foster all of a sudden, you know, one night didn't wake up, right? What, the so guy this guy's going to be dead. Yeah, yeah he Foster, ended up dead, right? He, kill, he killed himself, Tony. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a couple he, people ended up dead around Eric, the Clinton Eric, thing. Eric. Air quotes. He killed himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Nunberg's saying, man, I got Mueller after me. The Trump people are after me. How about I just drink a lot, take a lot of drugs, and say crazy things, and then nobody could believe anything I say, and I yeah, live. I think he's a funny? genius. I, everyone was wondering, even his lawyer and everything, don't go on TV and stuff. He's thinking 
People have disappeared in this Russian probe. Yeah. People are getting charged left and right. Yeah. <laughs> he went out and he warned everyone. I know a lot of things, people, and I'm. You can see I'm batshit crazy, right? And I'll say <laughs> stuff. That's what he. He was basically letting right. people know. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? You're coming to arrest me. Uh, he'll come and arrest you, all right. You'd be nervous, too, if you saw all the people that got clipped. That's actually a genius move that he so did. So the thing is, though, with Aaron Burnett. So listen, Aaron. If you smelt alcohol on his breath, you smelt alcohol on his breath before you put him on national television. You did the interview, waited for the ambush at the end. Bush League hit job by Aaron Burnett. Oh, for shame, Aaron. We expect better from you. Nunberg should have turned it around on her and said, you know what? I, I did drink a little bit. I get nervous around pretty women, and I really like you. I want to kiss you. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I want to kiss you right I now. I couldn't care less about Donald Trump's struggling. <laughs> I just want to kiss you. <laughs> Go a little Joe Namath on it. Then what does this interview bring you? Struggling. I don't care about any Russia probe. I, I just want to kiss you. I don't care about the Russian probe struggling. <laughs> No, you know what I would do? You're right, I was though. That was such, that's so brutal. I would sue her for slander. Yeah. That's defamation on yeah, national television. Yeah. And you know what? CNN is less popular than, like, uh, ISIS. So you, there's not a jury in the world, in America, that's not going to feel for Sam Numberg. How many people know him? They're like, man, I got a drinking problem. Yeah, so, you know, the guy's under pressure, man. The FBI's shaking him down. Sometimes you got to loosen it up. Life's <laughs> stressful. I like when he's like, Donald Trump treated me like crap. And, you know, my favorite part is, Tony, so I dug in a little deeper here, and somebody sent me, this is a shout-out to Teevan fan in Montreal. He sent me a link. You know when the first time that Sam Nunberg met uh, Donald Trump was? WrestleMania. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> as, as, as a five-year-old kid. As a five-year-old kid, there's a video out there of Numberg being five years old, being a kid in the second row of WrestleMania. Donald Trump gave his father the tickets, and he's doing the Bushwhacker. Oh, nice! Is the Bushwhacker? <laughs> <stuff. laughs> and now he was an advisor to the president. But I think uh, you know we are all Sam Numberg. You know what I'm saying? Like that's true. You know, you know, come on, get off his back. He doesn't know anything. I would hire that guy as my media consultant going forward. I think he's got a new line of work. I think if you're Alden Smith, you need to hire Sam Nunberg. Sam, yeah, Alden said he should just go on TV too. Say, you listen, Aaron, you're not paranoid if you're right. You're not paranoid if if you're right. I'm loving it. I'm what loving you, it. What, Donald Trump's going to win in four years. He's going to win again, you know. Of course he is. Are we going to have all that Democrats, Democrats, they have nothing. <laughs> no. Who's, 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 who's what, Elizabeth yeah. Warren? Sure. Oh, What's boy. Elizabeth Warren's take on fantasy sports? <laughs> uh, we used to know a guy who was a big fantasy sports fan, and then he kind of like sold out. And now he's the real estate king. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Right now, Donald Trump is plus one seventy-five to repeat. Ooh, it almost seems oh. like value. Donald Trump is plus one seventy-five to repeat the presidency. Kamala Harris, who I actually told people to keep your eye on, I didn't, when she was forty to one, she's now eleven to one. She's the Attorney General of California. 
Elizabeth uh, Pocahontas Warren. Uh, Twelve to one. <laughs> There's not a state more screwed up than California. So how the hell could any elected official in California get anyone in there? And I want, you know what? I would Donald Trump. I would bet even money that he calls uh, Elizabeth Warren a lesbian during a debate. <laughs> I can't believe. Pocahontas. I love this segment. Bernie, Bernie, huge. You'll be huge. Bernie Sanders. I like Bernie Sanders though. He seems like a nice guy. So Elizabeth Warren's twelve to one. Bernie Sanders is twelve to one. Mike, uh, I hate gay people. Pence is twelve to one. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, like Kirst, Kirsten, uh, hashtag Me Too, Gillibrand. Man, Kirsten girl is nothing that she doesn't complain about. Um, she's at uh, twenty to one. Speaking of which, actually, because Kirsten Gillibrand, she's she's big on this like Trump's a sexual harasser and. And she's a big me tooer. Yeah, she had no problem sucking up to the Clintons uh, all those years. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of which, this me too stuff. I, I just want to step up. I yeah. see that uh, Bomani Jones is now being uh, dragged into this stuff. Um, Bomani Jones is being sued, and ESPN is being sued, uh, and. Um, the accusations, Tony. God forbid, Bomani, horrible guy, being that he is. The allegation is that he looked at the woman's legs in a makeup chair and made her uncomfortable. So he's getting sued. Are this is what it's come me? to. You know, this, no, yeah. this, we worked with the man for, for years. This, yeah, we know Bomani. I, I, I go on his show. Uh, he's a class act. I'm going to tell you something. Dude, uh, he's, not a, he's not alleged to have touched her. No, not alleged to have nice pulled guy. his junk out. He is alleged that he looked at her legs. He leered. She said he was leering at me. And he gave me a look. That made me uncomfortable when I was in an elevator with him. Give me a break. <laughs> so she's trying to ruin his career because he she didn't like a look. And you look at Bomani, the guy has weird looks. He's an intense yeah, dude. Yeah, I know he is. I work with him. You know, she thinks he's staring at her legs. Bomani's probably thinking about his hot take about you know Trump tonight. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. You know, like, yeah. it's ridiculous there. I'm going to stand up. Well, we are, too. We have your back. I won't be one of the people in the media to pile on Bomani Jones. It's garbage. Garbage accusation. Bomani, I got yeah. your back. Me and Gabe worked with you for years. I do your show every week on uh, ESPN down in Florida. We do, uh, you know, NFL picks, CFL picks. We crack some jokes. And I'll tell you something, Tony, from a guy that I know personally, I can tell you this is BS. And this crap is, uh, it's, it, it's taking on life of its own. It, it, it's nuts right now. Like, the world needs to put the brakes on. This is getting stupid. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I was pumping, I was pumping gas one time, and um, I was I was standing there, and all of a sudden I look over and I noticed I noticed Chris Bourbon uh, back there, and he was going way, way, way back. So I looked behind me, and there was no one behind me, and I thought I was getting aroused, but uh, this never happened. But I need some money because I got I have the Spurs. I had the Spurs under last night as my only winner. So if Chris Berman imagine being sexually assaulted by Chris Berman, like I'd be afraid to tell anyone. <laughs> it's like accidentally sleeping with a transvestite hooker. Yeah, like you said, Todd, it's not yes. something you can fed you like I know, I remember I told him my, my buddy rolled up. He goes, Dude, I man, something crazy happened to me. And then he told me, he's like, Yeah, I, I picked up this hooker. I thought it was a hooker, yeah. but it was a dude. And he goes, I got out of there, but he goes, I'm really freaked out by this. You remember my story. And I'm thinking after, like you said, Tony, like, that's something, you know, I tell people everything on the show. 
We'll talk about our host going bankrupt, but if I pick up a, a male hooker by accident uh, the night before the show, I'm not coming on the show and telling people about it. Well, I'll tell them. No, <laughs> no. I actually will. Like three happened. things. Actually, you know the story. You know the story. It was the day we went out with Richard Garner. It was Super Bowl. Rams versus Tennessee Titans. We were lit up at that uh, tavern. Garner knew the owner, so we got free drinks the whole time. I had to go home. I'm walking across the street. Guy rolls out in like a Lamar's, right? I thought it was a chick. I'm so wasted. I'm tripping over the curb. Chick goes, do you like the party? I go, I love to party. So I got in the car, Tony. Like I'm like, that's how crazy this was. I actually got in the in in the transvestite's car, and I look and I start to see, and I just see that Adam's apple like flapping away there. I'm like, can you please let me off at the next stop sign? I just kind of basically rolled out. So yeah, I was ready to party, but uh, I made a big mistake. I was I was wasted. Great Super Bowl. True story, Gabe. <laughs> Ask Garner. Did you win your bet? Yes, I did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, that Super Bowl pushed, I think. I think you could have won in either way. If you bought a half point, yeah, or yeah, it was yeah. seven. It was right on the number. I think I might have been in Vegas. I don't know where I was. I wasn't with yeah, you. Yeah, no, you were with me that night. Do you like the party? I would have saved you. I love the party. <laughs> <laughs> so we all make mistakes, Tony. Yeah, but we just don't tell certain mistakes. Like There's only like three things you should never tell on the radio. That would be one of them, and we'll search for the other two. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't discuss if I wouldn't discuss if I had an STD on air either. I'd go Michael I agree with on that. that. I would. I would probably Ron Mexico it. You'd Gary Brown it, Gabe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still laugh at the Pocahontas. He got, <laughs> threw me off guard there. I was awesome. Oh, this is good. <laughs> 79, 79, uh, 69 uh, right now. Um, man, this game slowed down a little bit. So, so what's get, the math on get this? Get there, get there. Uh, no, my one forty-eight. Yeah, the greed, the greed, greed is an evil, evil, evil thing. The greed of the end game got me. Oh, it sure does. You love, you love in game more than anything. Son of a greed. It's the rush. All right, we're all greedy guys. We admit it, and uh, we're going to try to make some money betting and playing DFS fantasy sports. Give you some winners on the other side with Tony Sincata and Cam Stewart. Fantasy Sports Radio Network.